This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Okay, here we go. Hey, a self-defense event happens in seconds. From the time it takes to listen to the commercial, your life could change forever. And I forever. pray you never force to shoot in self-defense. But if you must, then you must be ready. That's why USCCA, USCCA exists, because every responsibly armed American should have the training and education to navigate a self-defense situation, and should you ever need it, the 24-7 critical response team is right there for you. To discover more about the USCCA, visit uscca.com slash G-O-R. Act now because the life you save could be your own. uscca.com slash G-O-R. On the show, we're going to talk about After the Bell Rings, a situational awareness guide for kids coming up. Joe Tremisi is back in the studio. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great. It's nice good. to be here for a little bit. Well, it's nice to see you here, and you brought a special guest. Hello, Nina Dremisi here <sighs> as well. Hi, Nina. How are you? I'm fabulous. It's even thank nicer you. to see you. Why, as, thank you. As nice as it is to see Joe, that's a huge compliment. And you guys are going to have a conversation with Ken Campbell from Gunsight, right? Yes, we are. It should be uh, interesting here today because, uh, you know, Ken's always a good entertaining interview anyway, but he's out at the, just spent the week at the NRA mm. conference, which is not what I want to talk to him about, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's out there, so he'll probably have a lot to say. Yep. I didn't go this year, but I'm seeing people post, and I guess it was good. Where was it? It was like Indianapolis? Indianapolis, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I bet it was entertaining because they had both Pence and Trump speak there, and uh, so that was a little bit different. So uh, I bet that was pretty interesting too. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Did they? They're both there. Yeah, both there at the NRA. Yeah, I didn't. I just read about it because you know Pence said his stuff. Trump said what he usually says. So uh, there were there are, were cheers and boos and all sorts of stuff. I hear. Are you? Oh really? Are you thinking that those two those two aren't don't get along anymore? Well, Trump uh, Trump was always a little touchy because. Pence didn't didn't yeah, stop the uh, confirmation of the vote. Right. <laughs> I, you you got to wonder what happened though. Like, do you, are they? I wonder if they're buds now, or if it's I just like I, oh, I, right. Trump is. I, Trump said, "Yeah, well, you know, he said Pence is a great man, a good man. I like him, but you know, it was that kind great of thing." Man, and I think Pence, Pence is declared. Is that right for twenty twenty four? I don't know if he's official, but no. he's he's considering running. So again, that would be one of Trump's competitors, I guess. Mm, interesting. Well, I wonder how it went. I went to a couple of NRA conventions. They're very interesting. They're cool. If you had a TV, you'd probably seen it because it was on TV. Oh, really? I don't have a TV. So what, what are they? Said. Where do they? What like on C-SPAN or something? Or where uh, were they? They're on Newsmax. Oh, Newsmax broadcast from NRA. I, I just I didn't see, I didn't watch it either because um, you know the most interesting. Actually, I'm sorry. Two of the most interesting speeches I've ever seen were at NRA conventions. Um, like, like, and I've seen a lot of guest speakers. Yeah. One was, uh, I know we got to get to the around the horn, but real quick. One was Mike Huckabee. Uh, I saw him speak. Yeah, he would be good. He was 
fascinating. Like he's he's a guy like I don't know, it's probably about a 15 20 minute talk. 5 10 minutes into it, I realize I'm on the edge of my seat. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is fascinating." Hurt. Yeah, it hurt a little bit. It did. I, I scooted back and it was a lot I better. Got you. That was in Pittsburgh, and then uh, I saw um, the other one is I don't even like this guy, um, but Glenn Beck was actually really interesting. You don't like Glenn? I don't. I think Little too. Oh my god, he's so emotional. Like the last thing, it's like having a girlfriend on on cable news. I mean, dudes, like the sky is constantly right, falling yeah. falling with that guy. Passionate is how we describe that. Oh, I call it. I think he's a big whiny baby. Okay, no, tell um, us how you really feel. I know, I know. He can do it. But second most interesting speech yeah. I've ever seen. He actually talked about the history of a couple different guns. It was actually a very I, – I absolutely am crystal clear on why people like him because he was very, very interesting, yeah. um, and I really enjoyed his, yeah. his Captivating. Talk. Yeah, and just, you know, the NRA conventions are actually very, very interesting in general. All right, so let's find out what's going on here in Southern California. Why don't we start with uh, San Diego? Gail Raymer from uh, San Diego. County sorry, uh, no Gail today. No Gail. No Gail. All right. <laughs> well, then forget it. Let's just not do the show. Do you know what's I happening in San Diego? I give can, you, can you wing it? <laughs> Let me see if it's Gail still might call in. Let's go with Heather Hawk from Orange County Gun Owners, Executive Director Extraordinaire. How's it going? <laughs> Fantastic, Heather. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's it's the sun's out. It's a great day today. So <laughs> up in Orange County, huh? Yep. Nice All right, so, sunny in Orange County. <laughs> so talk to us. What's going on in Orange County? What do we need to know? Uh, well, this weekend we were at the Crime Survivor Superhero 5K walk run. Wow. Uh, my legs hurt because I did do runs <laughs> run today. <laughs> They're feeling a little sore today. Um, and then we swung by Elite CCW and Firearms Training. They uh, got their four-lane range open as part of their, their membership program. So they did a grand open and a ribbon cutting. Shout out to Evan Wang, one of our board members. He won the Mantis Trigger Pull competition there and got a, an Olight Torchlight. So. Nice. I like Evan. Evan is just the absolute best in the whole world. Evan, if you're listening, yeah. thank you so much for being such a good dude and so involved in Orange County Gun Owners. You were such an amazing uh, asset and benefit to that organization. Thank you. Yeah, 100%. He's, he's such a, a great board member and, um, and again, uh, asset to the, to the pack. So. Um, and then next weekend, uh, we have a couple places we're going. So Saturday and Sunday, uh, Ammo Brothers is having their vendor expo fundraiser event. So we will be there um, both Saturday and Sunday um, in Santa Ana. And then on the 23rd on Sunday, there's the Fallbrook Avocado Fest. That's actually going to be a, a triple triple pack the triple uh, event. So. The trifecta exactly. of pack events. <laughs> San Diego, Inland Empire, and Orange are all going to be there. Are you going? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Avocado Festival? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, right across the street from uh, the gun store up there. Yeah. Best barbecue. barbecue. Well, he owns that gun store. I know. Yeah. And if you ask for the rib <laughs> sandwich, they take all the bones out of a big hunk of yeah. you know, pork ribs yeah. and makes a sandwich out of it. Oh. How, what are you doing up all there without inviting me? Hey, because I know where my food's at. <laughs> well, it's the avocado special, so I'd I'm going to have some guacamole. Guacamole. Could you put guacamole on the rib sandwich? That would be good. <laughs> Anything would be good at this point. I'm starving. That's, that's another story. But that's a that's a cool uh, area up there. That's fantastic. That awesome job, Heather. What's the date again? I'm sorry? What's the date again? Uh, that's Sunday the 23rd. Okay, cool. So the 23rd. Yep. And, of course, Gun Prom coming up May 20th. It, yeah. 
Orange County Gun yep. Owners. Yep, we want to make sure everybody knows to get their tickets now. It's it's getting close, so don't wait. Uh, May 20th, uh, doors open at 5.30, so go to gunprom.com and either sponsor a table or we do have individual tickets as well. Gunprom.com. Thank you so much, Heather. Looking forward to Gunprom. Okay, let's go to Carla in Inland Empire. Carla, how are you? I'm doing good. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. What's going on in the Inland Empire? Well, we just spent yesterday and today at the San Bernardino County Crossroads of the West Gun Show. So we were out oh, how was talking it? to people and signing up. Wasn't real busy, um, kind of slow. I think it's just because the weather's so nice and everybody's been cooped up inside for so long that everyone's just out having fun. You think You think maybe um, all the gun owners were at Coachella? I don't. I'm sure there's a lot of overlap <laughs> there, right? There, there is, but I really, I don't, re- I don't know really that our, our gun not. owners are big Coachella fans. <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. All right, cool. You got you to get a couple of new members, or talk to a bunch. We didn't of people? get any new members yet. We did talk to a couple of, uh, uh, you know, people who were interested. We did get some signups for the newsletter. Um, of course, we promoted our April 29th. Uh, co-hosting town hall with reform california so um hopefully we're we're increasing numbers for that attendance also um and then wednesday we have our riverside county ccw on uh, zoom and on facebook live and also uh saturday next saturday the 22nd we have a tabletop at uh, Patriotic Arms in Canyon Lake, and then just two doors down in the shopping center is where we're going to hold our monthly meeting at PZA Oven Fire Goodness. Awesome. Thanks. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hi, folks. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. How often do you see a teenager with their head buried in their phone, totally oblivious to what's going on around them? Far too often. After the Bell Rings is a situational awareness and safety guide for adolescents. Firearms trainer, Second Amendment advocate, and author of the book, Bill Dolby, is up next. But if you own a gun in California, you should have an attorney that specializes in California gun laws on your speed dial. Because if you ever have legal matters that involve firearms, you need California's firearm lawyer, John Dillon. Especially if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Our trusted firearms attorney is John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Put his number on your phone right now. That's 760-642-7150. That's John Dillon's California Firearm Lawyers. 760-642-7150. So next we're going to talk about After the Bell Rings, Situational Awareness for Teens. Uh, Bill Dalpy wrote a book about it, and we wanted to talk to him a little bit more about it. Bill, you there? I am. How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic here. Boy, you guys were talking about uh, barbecue and avocados and guns, and boy, you have me. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only downside to this show. We all leave here starving. We we always we do always end up talking about food. We talk a lot about food. (laughs) Wrap a little bacon in there, and you got it. Yeah. Uh, Where are you from, Bill? Where where you're not from San Diego? No the uh, the commute would have been a little long for me. I'm in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. 
So tell us about the book. What 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 got you excited to, to write this book? It's it's kind of a little bit of a backstory. I'll make it very short. Uh, we had we live in a you know little bedroom rural community, thirteen thousand people, and there was a teen, fifteen year old boy, who was we'll just call it abducted. He was lured into the proverbial van, and come to find out, it had to do with drugs. But that that didn't sit right with me. It really bothered me how. You know, a 15-year-old boy at that point, they should be aware enough, you know, to avoid those situations. So I had approached the school committee, um, actually the uh, superintendent, assistant superintendent. And at the time, I was teaching the Refuse to Be a Victim, that NRA program. Yeah, sure. Very familiar. Yeah. So I figured, you know, uh, let me approach them with this program, you know, at the time. So I brought the student packet. I brought the promotional uh, pamphlet that goes with it. And the superintendent was actually getting really excited about it. He's like, wow, we can include this in our criminal justice program. And, and I'm getting really excited. I'm already parsing out, you know, what we can teach these students and not. And then the assistant superintendent flipped over the promotional card and tell me what three letters that she sees. Yeah, NRA. NRA. And she immediately said, ooh, I don't think the parents will like this. And I quickly reminded her that it has nothing to do with guns and it's about awareness concepts and they refused the whole thing. And they refused that, to refuse to be a victim. You got it. You got free education, free materials, um, just flat out refused it. So that fueled the writing of this book. I, I didn't stop till it was completed. Um, to, to give just what the tagline says, to give kids the tools they need to stay safe. So that's how it started. That's interesting. What happened with the, was the 15 year old okay? Yep. Yep. That good. turned out okay. Yep. Good, yep. good, good. Was that somebody you knew or just something that was in the papers? No, just something, uh, right. You know, hits close to home. It was yeah. right in our neighborhood. So, um, that's yeah, a, that's, that's terrifying. Right. And it's, it looks like a quick read. It's not super big. I love the fact that the letters are not, I mean, I'm not saying I can't read, but you know, I mean, it looks like a quick read and I think you, you did a good job in presentation because, you know, I think if it would have been any thicker or any bigger, it, you may maybe someone w- wouldn't pick it up. But anybody could pick that up and knock that out in a day or two. Yeah, and it's and it's meant for kids. It's written for uh, an eighth grade level. It's I knew that's why I liked it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so, did you? What kind of? So, you you were already certified to teach refuse to be a victim. Talk a little bit about your background. What kind of Second Amendment stuff, or what what kind of gun? instruction were you involved with or how did, how did you get interested in this um in in the book this whole round well, i own i own patriot farm school and defense henry hobeth mass and we teach everything it's not just licensing classes it's awareness for adults too i i have a custom class called before you carry and defend which you know everything you need to know uh, before you decide to have a gun stage in your home or, or carrying one out and about right because we know that's a problem people get a license, they strap on a gun, they think they're good, right? So yeah. that, that, that's a big problem. So, and, and everything in between, you know, defensive, pistol, shotgun, rifle, uh, you name it, we, we do it all. But, but this, the, the after the bell rings just really has a, um, a place. And, and here's the thing, it was always meant for parents to read it and then say, hey, Johnny, why don't you read, you know, the first chapter and now, Let's see how these things pertain to our own routine, our own life, right? So 
just read having a kid read a book the first time or attend one of our seminars just once is not going to do the job, right? With they need constant reinforcement on these uh, methodologies and and techniques and and just the wherewithal to you know, to be aware. And, and there's two levels to this book. And, and we subsequently uh, um, released an instructor program, which comes at a very robust PowerPoint and actually has some topics that, that are in the second book that's um, I'm halfway through. But it, it's meant for parents, guardians to, to reinforce in, in their everyday lives. Um, and the two levels like stranger danger, like you mentioned, the phone, that, that should be real obvious stuff and, and reinforced every day. But there comes a time when your child is going off to, but scouts, uh, you name it, you know, dance or, or whatever, where they're alone, right? So where they're around other adults, other parents, other kids, but the direct guardians aren't there. So to me, it's extremely important that the kids have some ownership in their own personal safety, not to be alone with an adult, you know, and that, that could even mean family members, right? <laughs> you know, uncle Johnny, who, you know, when the kid was small, didn't know that maybe, you know, he did something bad and did some jail time. And, and now, you know, you have to have a conversation uh, with the child to say, Hey, look, you, if, if uncle Johnny wants to get you alone, don't do that. You know? Um, you know, I was I was a kid in the '80s, and that's it. Feels that's when all this started, kind of kind of kicking off, kicking off. Was you know the stranger danger and 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 uh, don't get into a car with strangers and that sort of thing. I mean, th- we spent the entire '80s terrifying kids, you know, making them yeah. terrified to go outside, talk to strangers, be alone, you know, anything. Uh, uh, it never stopped me. I was always out, you know, screwing around and doing whatever. And, doing things I probably shouldn't have but do you what do you think is the 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 state of affairs of things have our abductions worse than they were are they better is it not as common did we blow it up too much in the 80s or you know what's the current state of affairs well I just think with social media happened to social media and how communications just you know wildfires through uh, through the interwebs and, and I think there's just more awareness of it I think it was always there there's some adults that I've talked to that, oh, yeah, what, you know, whether whatever leadership position uh, took advantage of them, whether they sexually molested them or, or you know. Um, so I think it's always been there. Um, as far as the increase in it, I, I really can't speak to that. I, I really don't have uh, I don't have a, a, a it's not my realm of expertise, mm-hmm. you know, the psychology and the sociology part of that. It just seems but, like the, but, the, the, the tools and the access portals are different. I think that's probably yeah. – that just occurred to me too. Mm-hmm. Rather than, you know, Boy Scout leaders and priests and guys in white vans, now it's just, you know, somebody online. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. I probably – how many groups did I just anger right there, right? Send all your emails. 1-800-MICHAEL, 1-800-MICHAEL. it didn't happen. I mean, come on. Anyway. <laughs> but we'd rather have you take the heat. Yeah. Well, fine. Those types of people are in every – Every, every realm, right? Not not just you know priests and scouts, but it could be coaches, it, you know, other parents. It could I mean, be anybody. It could be your relative. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yep. So, yeah, what, how 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 long has the book been out? How long have you been doing this? I think about six years now. It, it's been out. It's something. I have a very bad habit of developing something and just moving on to the next thing and not promoting it, and you know. <laughs> so that's kind of 
yeah, that that's kind of where this you know fell. Well, do you have do you have like a kind of a cool? Do you have a story? Do you have a cool success story? Is anything? Uh, you know, has anyone circled back and said, "Oh man, I can't believe this"? You know, anything like that? I've well, not so much that yet, but I do have parents that come up to me and say, "Wow, I actually learned something from reading this book." You know, and nice. I'm like, "Well, that's that's good. It's a little troublesome, but that's good." Yeah. Um, so yeah, if but, if so if somebody gets the book and the parent reads it and the kid reads it, and like you said, they 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 go back and reinforce some things. Um, you know, I, you know, it's, I know that your life isn't going to change if you just read the book once, you know, like, like you said, you have to kind of implement some of these things, but if they do all those things, if they do talk about it and they do reinforce some things from the book, what's an example of, of how the, uh, you know, a kid's, uh, daily, um, life will change or what's an activity that'll change or what's something, a behavior that they're going to do differently if, if they read this book and, and follow some of the, some of the, some of the tips. Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, low-hanging fruit, you know, would be not having your face buried in your phone. That seems to be the biggest attention grabber out there. You know, um, you know, I, I've witnessed people crossing parking lots, kids crossing parking lots with their head in their phone and not looking up. So that that's an obvious, easy one. Um, you know, don't be alone with an adult. That's some, that's some, some of the other topics. Uh, you know, I have short stories in this. And, and before I go there, I developed a, a little mechanism or a little methodology called the trust ring. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it frames, and I think in a logical way, how kids should place trust in others, right? And, and it's based on, it's color codes, kind of like, uh, you know, Cooper's color codes of awareness. You know, it's, it's, I think kids relate to colors. And so that, to me, goes a long way in, in reinforcing their everyday interactions with people, you know? So, you know, if a coach asks, ask the child for the phone number, say, well, Ooh, let me, why don't you have my parents' phone number? Right. Cause in my opinion, there's no coach, doubt leader, priest, whatever that should have a minor's phone number. That to me, that that's a big flag. That not that surprising? You know, whenever you read these stories about whatever, a teacher, a coach, something like that, and they talk about how they were sending texts back and forth. I can't even fathom that, you know, no. well, having that kind of relationship with any kind of authority figure back when I was a kid. But anyway. Yep. Is yep. he staying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One more segment. All right. We got you for another segment. Hang in there, folks. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Orange County Gun Owners is dedicated to preserving and restoring Orange County and self-defense rights. If you live in Orange County and want to help defend and restore the Second Amendment, you need to join OCGunOwners.com slash join. Orange County Gun Owners is the do-something organization to restore and defend the Second Amendment. Volunteer at a shooting social at a gun shop and tabletop and help more pro-gun local officials get elected. Save the date. Orange County Gun Prom is May 20th. And become a member today. Orange County Gun Owners. 
ocgunowners.com. That's ocgunowners.com slash join. We're talking to Bill Dalpy, who's the author of After the Bell Rings, Situational Awareness for Teens. You know, Bill, it was interesting. You, you said that one of the reasons you put this curriculum out is you tried to promote some NRA curriculum, and they were nervous about the NRA. It had know, nothing to do with firearms. Had nothing to do with firearms. Um, you know, they just didn't like the fact that the NRA had their name on it. And I found that is, uh, you know, NRA used to be, they used to be a positive. You know, they were the experts. If they said it, then it was, you know, important and true and trusted and tried. And now it's like you kind of, you almost have to apologize. Like the name has really become um, not so much an asset, but almost a, a detriment I'm just curious. What are your thoughts on? It? I, I think what you've done is the way to, to the, the way to get around it, or the way to combat that. Is all right. Well, then let's just put out our own curriculum, put some other, um, you know, branding on it. Which is, I think, what you've done here is probably better than what you were proposing to them. But what are your thoughts on that? Was as far as the NRA's name, you know, being a little little tarnished. <laughs> That's a complicated question, and that can go in a few different directions, but we'll keep it to the education and training. Um, I I think that this program, and I'm sure there's others out there, cater more to the demographic of kids where, you know, refuse to be a victims just, you know, kind of like for young adults. Um, But, yeah, the NRA, look, we know how the world's going, right? Everyone's in their camp and you know, you mentioned NRA, it just has a stigmatism now and, um, or stigmata. And, and it's, it, it, I don't know, it, it's, it, it's not right. And we know what it's all about, but it's there, right? So I've, in, in that vein, <clears throat> that same thought, uh, I own a school, uh, Patriot Farm School in Defense, and I give free seminars centered around my book. And I would talk to a group, whether it be a church group, scout group, and I would give them my card to say, yeah, reach out and let's schedule a time. And they seen Patriot Firearm School and Defense and like, oh, wait, 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 wait. What are we teaching the kids? I'm like, oh, we're, we're teaching them the content from After the Bell Rings. And I had a couple youth groups refuse because I own a firearm school. And that's ludicrous, right? So that goes in that same, that same vein, right? People hear firearm and they just immediately shut down. And it's too bad. And so what I did was I separated after the bell rings from my school totally. It has its own web address. I have separate cards for it. It's just totally separate because of that reason. Yeah. I I don't even and I don't know and that's again that's the right thing to do. I don't know if we should even fight that. I think what you you know that's the right thing to do. Okay, well, then here let's do it this this way. As long. As, you know, it's kind of that, that old, that old. I think it was. It's usually uh, credited to Ronald Reagan. Uh, you know, something along the lines of, you know, it's amazing what can get accomplished if we, if we don't care who gets the credit or whatever. Um, and that that's kind of what you're doing. It's all right, fine. Here, let's brand it this way. As long as the information gets out there, as long as the right people learn the right things, fine. Whatever, we can brand it any way you want. I don't think right. uh, I, I don't think fighting it. I don't think that pushing back against their pushback is uh, is uh, is fruitful. So I, I think what you've done is wonderful. Well, it's like selling a car. If you don't address all their negativities to buy the car, they won't buy the car. But yeah. if you turn around and either change the color, put a different set of wheels on, whatever the case may be, okay, are you happy? Is this the car you want? Yeah, that's right. I like it. 
And I think that's what you've done. Probably didn't do it in that manner. But you figured they weren't going to bite, so you better do whatever it takes because the message is what's important. It's not the delivery. It's the message. It's it's the content, right? And and, it, and this book is just where it starts, right? This book is meant as a catalyst for to, to really ingrain these things in, in kids, you know, these concepts in kids. Um, and, and it bothers me when people – I'll tell you, I approach my same school system, new superintendent, new assistant superintendent uh, over the summer, and this fall they, they refused it. They want nothing to do with it. And, and it, I just – it leaves me scratching my head. So I have instructors now who have – I have an instructor program sent around the book, and there's a very robust uh, PowerPoint and it comes with certificates and, and other things. And, and that's how, you know, we're kind of getting the message out by other people delivering this. And, and, and I'll mention it here. I haven't said it to too many people, but it's my plan to make this a dot org so that everything's free, the books, yeah. the content, you know, um, that that's where I want to go with it. That's a great idea. Where, where do people, who, how do people typically hear the book and how do they purchase it these days? Uh, they, I, well, they can do it through my firearm school, but uh, again, it's a separate web address. It's atbrbook.com. Atbrbook. Atbrbook.com. They can, they can purchase yep. it there. After the yep. bell. Right. Yeah. Yep. Right. After the bell rings. Yeah, it's short for that. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And I suggest anyone who, who, you know, who wants to teach this, just get a book first and read it. You know, when you get the buy-in, then, then we can talk about, you know, becoming an instructor. And there's no, there's no instructor program per se. If you're currently a USCCA instructor, if you are currently front-facing kids, whether you're a teacher, a scout leader, religious education teacher, 4-H, you name it, as long as you're delivering content to kids in some other way, uh, you can teach this because we made the notes of the PowerPoint so thorough that, you know, we don't suggest reading them, but you could just read it and, and deliver the, the message to the kids. You know, it's all in the ability of the instructor, how you, you know, how you can come across to kids. But we know how kids listen, right? So <laughs> it can be a challenge sometimes. Yeah. That's amazing. That's very, very cool. Do you, by my asking, do you have kids? Well, yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice. I, have a, I have a son. Well, my oldest daughter, she, she's in town here. She's... Um, She's going to post-grad soon. She's uh, 23. Uh, my son is in Parts Unknown. He's actually stationed not too far from you. Um, and uh, my son, Alex, he's 17. My son, Alex, has uh, Gervais syndrome. Uh, it's um, a form of epilepsy, and he's home. He's 17. Yep. Hmm. Yep. I mean, it's, it's – it's, I'm going to state the obvious. It's tough raising kids, especially these days. Sure. And, and, you know, any, any assistance, any help, it's almost surprising to hear that, you know, kids do have to be aware. It seems like all they, all they do is sit there and look at their phones on the couch in the living room. I mean, do they, do they leave the house anymore that they need to be aware? Or, I mean, it's not just kids. It's right. everybody. It's not just kids. I, I, I would hope that through your book um, that, that parents may come across or it may be introduced in some way or, or fashion to kids and that the, the parents by way of the student picking it up, but the parents will also get involved and learn because there's so many adults that don't understand this, that, that don't, that have no situational awareness. It's not just I the agree. Kids. I agree. I agree. And, and that, and look, that's why anything gets learned at home, you know, something like this reinforced, you know? Um, yeah. And I'll tell you, 
uh, Gavin DeBecca, right? His books, um, you know, The Gift of Fear, which that's the number one book I recommend in my Before You Carry and Defend class. But another book he wrote is Protecting the Gift of Fear. And that book is all geared towards parents to say, hey, look, <laughs> quit, get your kids out of a bubble, right? And, and you know, you know, make them a little responsible for their own personal safety. You know, like, for instance, one thing I love in his book, he says, um, you know, don't teach your kid not to talk to strangers. That's about the worst thing you can do. Have your kids learn that your phone number, your address, and have them find, you know, not so much a police officer or not a male, but a woman who has kids, right? So if you're lost or and you approach a woman who has kids, she's probably not going to arrest them t- until, you know, uh, she finds a parent. So I, I, I think that's a... I just saw a video where a kid was, he was being followed. And so he ducked into a store and spoke with a, with a woman who was running the store, um, you know, and boom, man, she just, she sprung into action. That's, um, that's great. Yeah. That's a success. Yeah. It's yeah. Al- it's almost like the whole mentality, like Mike, like Mike had mentioned the whole stranger danger. It's, it's almost like it's taught us to fear and through fear, we've lost a backbone. It's people that don't have, instead of being aware they they stay internal more they it's like they fear everything so therefore they close up yeah and and look these a lot of people don't a lot of parents don't want to convey and talk about the world like this right they they don't want to scare their kids or but they're doing them a great disservice by not bringing this stuff up you know and and i and i have to say again for the third time like even the uncle the aunt the cousin who you know you shouldn't be alone with because a lot of these assaults, especially to young women happen to people that, you know, from people that they know. Yeah. The majority. You know? And it's, yeah. And it's so uncomfortable that that's such an uncomfortable, um, because now what you're doing is you're, you're kind of, um, taking the naiveness away from the kid, right. And you're educating them to, to real world stuff, but it has to happen. There, there has to be a point where, you give the kids the tools to stay safe. I mean, that's that's why that tagline is there. So I would bet that we have a lot of grandparents listening to us. If you're a grandparent and you're listening to us, this would be a really great gift to get your 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 kids and their kids. Um, you know, like this would be a yeah. fantastic. And now's the time to do it. Like right now, you know, there's no – don't give it to them for Christmas, you know. Um, they right. want, you know, yeah, let's get, it'll get lost in the clutter right now is the time or birthday or your birthday, you know, it'll get lost in the clutter, you know, do it off, off season, <laughs> do it off yeah. season. Yeah. Um, now's the time to do it right now. You, you know, get your kids and their kids this book. I think that would be a fantastic, uh, um, uh, thing to do for. And with kids today, read it. I'll give you 10 bucks. I'll give you a test. <laughs> you pass the test, you can get the 10 bucks. There you go. Well, you know what's fun, too, is is playing the situational awareness game, right? There so this go. story's in the back of the book. Now, you can, you know, when you're out and about at a movie theater or a mall or or, or have to say, hey, who are they being aware? And, and have the kids, oh, no, because of this. And great, you know. So it gives them a way to observe, which is a great thing to do in public, right? We want to be observing. And uh, it kind of reinforces the concepts. Alicia, would you describe yourself as situationally aware most of the time? I would say so. Yeah, me too. I'm like I'm like borderline <laughs> paranoid, man. I swear. Well, cool, man. Thank you so much. What a great interview. What a great book. Give us the website one more time. It's atbrbook.com. 
and thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. All right. Hey, you already got you already got one request. I had to take a picture of the book and sent the cover and the inside cover to her. So, thank you, Bill. I'll be reaching thank out to you for that instructor. Job well done. All, All right, right, we're going to take a quick much, break. Guys. Got Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, did you know we have a world-class flight training school right here in San Diego? What? That's right, we do. Pilots can fly almost every single day when it makes, which makes San Diego one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly with San Diego Flight Training International. Check out these deals just for Gun Owners Radio. One hour of ground flight. That's one hour of flight. Actually, fly with an instructor. Normally four hundred dollars, you get it for three fifty. Getting started is super easy. 858-569-1822. Or just fly with SDFTI or F858-569-1822. Very awesome. All right, so we're doing a curtain call, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Looks like it. Uh, I can't read that. I can't either. <laughs> I think I'm trying to give me a message. I'm not wearing my glasses. Just talk. Just say something. So, I uh, I don't know if you saw Dave before we get into our curtain call. Are we getting into our? But I think call? I angered the motorcycle community on Facebook. Oh, I can't even imagine why. <laughs> Couldn't you, believe it. You need an Uber driver. Uh, why do I need an Uber driver? Just what did they do? Everything. Every no, what time did I'm they on the do? freeways. What did they do that irritates you the most? In one drive. The other day, when before I before I fell out of my pants and put on the uh, put this post on Facebook, yeah, I, there were two guys on crotch rockets okay. that were weaving in and out of mm-hmm. we traffic. Were, we were trying to you know on it. We were on an on ramp. They're weaving in and out. They caused the car to have to you know uh, 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 swerve. You know, and then uh, and then no sooner we get on the freeway, these guys disappeared. Um, two other motorcycle guys. Are you know doing the exact same thing in traffic? Doing the exact same thing in traffic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I've had it. I've had it. I used to be Mr. You know, uh, Mr. Congeniality. What? Well, no, I was never Mr. Congeniality. <laughs> but I used to, you know, like ah, motorcycles they represent freedom and whatever. Now I'm like, you know what? Screw they these abuse guys. it like everybody else abuse. They're coming out of Camp Pendleton. Yeah, twelve. Marines on crotch rockets. Yeah. Three held back and blocked traffic. Yeah. While the rest of them got up on their back wheel and screamed all the way to the next exit. You know, you know, it's what they do. You know what it is, though, to me is you're getting old. (laughs) You're getting like your dad. (laughs) And when he comes here, I swear, I'm going to get their motorcycles off my front lawn. That's exactly right. Because I've been doing it all week. And I got to get out of it. It's enormously rude. Rude. It's <laughs> enormously it arrogant, I rude. Know, You're I putting know. people, and I'm honestly thinking of all the other people. 
you're putting pe- uh, you know other people in danger. You know, other people are. You uh, know, this lady had to swerve, and now she's scared. Yeah, whatever. She could, yeah, nobody could drive. So it's hey, not. I, it's I, not I, me. I, I guess, got you know? upset with a guy that was eating his breakfast with the fork upside down. Okay, so I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking. That's about. exactly right there. I what, know, and what? I watched him go. I watched him eat every single bite, and I just wanted to get out of the chair and smack him. But motorcycle, I know that's what that's what they did. So what did you do to upset? You just posted your they were feelings. Just, uh, yeah. I posted my feelings. That's yeah, exactly he, did. I did. he posted his feelings. You know, when you put it like that, you went Glenn Beck. I, I don't know if I posted my. Fe- I did not go Glenn Beck. <laughs> no, you didn't go Glenn Beck. You didn't put your license plate on there, so they don't know to come hunt you down. But I just said that's it. I've had it. I'm done. So are you going to get are you going to get red flagged because of this? Uh, these these, no, he, these hostile he postings. He didn't get he didn't give enough. It, it, it no, if he'd have said I got my three fifty seven Magnum. Oh, no, good lord! No, then you would have been black. You would have been anything close to that. It was yeah, just yeah. like, hey, you guys are jerks. But you were right on the edge. <laughs> I was not on any edge. You were ready to jump over. License plate two seven nine JLT on Facebook. I don't think I made him nervous. There, there is this attitude. Here, here's what really the 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 Here comes. the, the crux of it there's this attitude from from motorcycle riders where they they say they have to ride that way yes look we have to be aggressive and do whatever because everybody else on the road is dangerous so we have to ride this way i'm calling total bs on that. i know i know i'm calling bs on that and i think that's a dangerous attitude it's a total dangerous attitude i think the other thing you know how about split lane splitting I'm fine. Okay, so I'm all for lane splitting, you know, but don't there isn't part of the law you can only go like ten miles an hour no. more. Your uncle gave it fifty. What do you mean fifty? Fifty mile an hour. You can lane split at fifty miles an hour. No, I thought it was ten miles an hour no, more than no, traffic. No, no. It like used to be. Yeah. And then your uncle So I'm all for lane splitting, but I'm not for I'm gonna do Have a, you ever seen anybody clip a mirror at fifty? Well, everybody else was going fine. I did. It was the coolest thing I ever seen. It was a ba- this is a base commander on a Beamer with those big metal boxes, and he bounced off these cars. Boink, 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 boink. <laughs> Fell over, got up, wham back, got his back. Couldn't go get him because we were all bumper to bumper and took off. I'm, all, I'm fine with lane splitting. I'm not okay with lane splitting dangerously. Yeah. So I think maybe that's the most accurate way. No, I, 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 hey, I was going up to 52 on a full-dress Harley. Almost got hit three, four times. So I jumped over in the bike lane. Next thing I know, I had a siren. I stopped. The cop gets out. He says, what are you doing? I says, trying to get home. Why? What are you doing in the bike lane? I said, this is a bike. <laughs> he says, you want a ticket? I says, no. <laughs> I says, the only way I'm going back out there is if you go first and I go behind you. He goes, really? Trust me. You go first. I'll go behind you and I'll stay over there. And we did. And it worked. Because these people are, they just, they don't look, they don't see. The, I, the cages. I, so, so, the, I, so that's the thing, Dave. I would, the old me yeah. would have been like, yeah, we need to be more sensitive to motorcycle riders and we need to be more aware. Not anymore, man. You guys what do you feel about bicyclists? What do you feel about bicyclists? Uh, Run up the 101 with or, sometime. With or without a little basket on the front. It does, no, the ones that are look like they're decked out like a, like the a box of Crayolas. Yeah, I don't know. I don't and they really think know. they own the road. They run the stoplights. They run the red lights. Well, I mean, what you're describing, I obviously don't like. But I've never. I don't really. I don't go think over I, on the coast. I don't think I wake up early enough to run into those people. Yeah, I do. When are they doing their thing? In the morning. 
early. Mm-hmm. Like on a weekend, right? Yeah. You only want to upset one group at a time here, though. Yeah, because right? yeah, there's a lot of people. A lot That's of- the other thing. That's the other old man thing I've done in like the last year and a half is I don't go do stuff. That's on- the only thing. Well, it's one of the other, but the I don't go do, I, like I, I tend to work on weekends now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because so like, there's too many darn people out there, you know? Alaska's got your day. The last thing I do is go to a grocery store on a weekend. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine people touching me and ugh, get out of here? I, I go to the bre- I went to the grocery store and then my wife showed up. I go, what are you doing here? You guys both just happened to go to the grocery store at the same. Yeah, place. we left breakfast and I didn't tell her I was going and she didn't tell me she was going. So I go, what do you <laughs> go away? Go get back in your car. Go home. What do you need? Because she was standing right in front of the cottage cheese. Says I can't find a cottage cheese. No. I go, it's right there. Go home. I'll bring home whatever you want. Because she doesn't shop. All right. Never. What are we doing? Are we doing right. a curtain? Are we, we are, ready? We have one. Oh, are we still doing it? Is she back? We, we are. We're back. Okay. So today's today's uh, article and a curtain call is, a, is that there, well, there's an article. And ironically enough, you mentioned the Uber. It has to do with an Uber driver. He happened to be a father of two young children. And he was shot and killed by passengers that he had picked up in his vehicle. So. What I wanted to kind of have a moment talking about is anybody who has driven or worked for any of those services like Uber, Lyft, or you know Uber Eats, all those, as part of your contract, you sign that you will not carry. They have a policy against it. And I just was wanting to kind of have a little discussion about- Do they still have that policy? They, as far as I know, they do. Um, now, legally speaking, if you have a concealed carry permit, are you breaking any laws? No, no, absolutely not. Uh, if you get caught, could they be upset with you? Yes. Could they uh, cancel your contract? Absolutely. Uh, but is there are there any legal ramifications? No. Had and I know that I I can only imagine that there are likely going to be a number of Uber, Lyft, et cetera, drivers out there that break their contracts secretly yeah. and carry. And I I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I don't blame them. I am I am one hundred percent against breaking laws. Mm-hmm. I am 100% in favor of breaking policies. <laughs> Not I encourage that thoroughly. Absolutely. So well, if I mean, so, I, so if it's Uber's policy, so what's okay. worse than the losing your job with Uber or, or losing, losing your, your life? life. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly what it comes down to. But then the problem with that is, what's the legal legal ramifications? Oh, there's no legal. Legal? No. Yeah, you're not breaking a law. There's no law. It's it's okay. basically a, a request that your employer oh, makes that they they wish and desire you not to carry. It, it's the same thing with the gun free zones. Currently, every grocery store, movie theater, and shopping mall, you don't you, they don't necessarily sign it or flag it here in San Diego, but they are they're they're uh, gun free zones. Supposed to be supposed to be. You're well, not gonna, not when I'm there. You just put a bomb <laughs> under the back seat. <laughs> so and then, they, then he pulls this guy and just go. So, you know, these places that make these requests, there is, within those gun-free zones, there is no law that that forces you to comply. You know, government properties, those are, that's different. We're not but if they about tell that. you to leave, if, if, they if the occupant you, tells yeah. you to leave, like if you go into a restaurant and, and it says a gun-free mm-hmm. zone and you've got a gun on you. If they catch you. Well, no, if it, yeah, mm-hmm. the shirt falls back and they see right. it, <laughs> and then you have to leave if they tell you to leave. Right. If you don't, then, yeah, because otherwise, yes, then you're considered trespassing with a firearm. And that's where there's some legal trouble. I just want to clarify just in case somebody was out there. So if if Uber fires you because you're carrying a firearm, how did they find out? If they found out because you defended and saved your own life, 
Who cares? Right. Absolutely. But if they found out some other way, probably your fault. You didn't and plus, well guess what? They just did you a favor. So go find a real job. You know, <laughs> make a good living. And, and never have to be a fear, afraid. And there's another shot. group. Yeah, right. there's, another yeah, there's always another group. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. <laughs> the show off air is so much better. Brittany's making fun of me for being an old man. <laughs> Apparently she's listening and I'm getting <laughs> oh, messages. She's making fun of me. Because you're bagging on a motorcycle. Hey, Actually, yeah, she said, I ride motorcycles. So there's your, see, there's your, I told you, you're in trouble. And she corrected us. It's 10 miles over 30 miles an hour, as fast as you can go. Yeah. I, but I the, but, but the traffic, traffic has got to go through. But originally it was 50. So no. they must have adjusted it before. Well, it got to it, the man's in place. practice, it's about a hundred. Well, no, I, I get. Well, no, I get it. And then uh, the fact that when somebody is coming up, you just move over a little bit, and that shows courtesy, <laughs> which you will never I do. I'm not, I don't show courtesy. Inland bar owners strive to be the ounce of prevention in the fight for your gun rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising and getting local pro-gun candidates elected. Become a member today. Go to i.e. gunowners.com slash join and join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment rights. That's i.e. gunowners.com slash join. Gun Owners Radio Range Day on April 23rd. Next week, there are only four spots left. So if you are a 10-ring member, it's uh, it's only $20. If you're not a 10-ring member, it's 100 bucks. And if you want to become a 10-ring member, now's the time to sign up so you can come to this really cool Gun Owners Radio Range Day. Shoot outdoors, shoot on steel, move and shoot in the Grove. You're going to be able to shoot cool stuff from Franklin Armory and Ex Nihilo. And Gunfighter Tactical will also have some demo products there. So you can shoot some of their PCCs and an AR pistol. All kinds of really cool, fun things to do. Subscribe and win. Our winner this week is H. Skip Wetson. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm not going to read your email over the air, but I hope I got your name right. So we're going to email you and tell you how to get your uh, cool prize. So if you want to win, go to Gun Owners Radio. Subscribe to our we our, uh, our uh, newsletter. We'll keep you up to date on all the really cool things that Gun Owners Radio is doing. And, uh, yeah. So, hey, we have a cool call-in guest, um, Ammo Brothers Summer v- uh, Ammo Brothers Summer Vendor Expo 
Sean Redman, who is the CEO, COO of Ammo Brothers. Are you on the line? Yes, I am. How you doing, man? Doing excellent. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. Thank you for, for having an expo. How cool is that? What uh, Tell us a little bit about it. So we decided to do something a little bit different this year. Instead of just running a normal sale, uh, we decided to have a fundraising event and a training event for our consumers. That's so awesome. fundraising, obviously, uh, OC Gun Owners is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, CRPA will be there, and Ducks Unlimited will be there. Nice. And we are also going to be having uh, a lot of training going on, uh, presented by the manufacturers and trainers from professionals in the industry, uh, such as Vortex Optics and Magpul, are going to be up on stage training consumers how to use certain categories of products. That's awesome. Wow, very cool. I'm glad you get I love these little things. I, I think they're really cool when, when shops do exactly what you just said. You know, so well, rather than do a sale, we're going to do something cool to bring the community together. Everybody has fun. It sounds like yours is uh, you're going to be able to see some cool stuff and learn some cool stuff, which is very, very cool. I think that's great. That's very cool. What? Uh, so when is it and where do people go? So it's going to be on April 22nd and 23rd, so next Saturday and Sunday, next weekend. Uh, regular store hours, so 10 to 6 on Saturday, 10 to 4 on Sunday. It's going to be at our Santa Ana location, which is our largest location. Also has the largest uh, parking lot, so parking is not going to be an issue for anybody. Uh, and it's it's going to be a really, really big event. We have over 50 manufacturers being represented. Wow. Um, wow. Also on Saturday, we're going to have a gentleman that is a veteran. We wanted to support our veterans. He owns Semper Fi Barbecue and Catering. He's going to be there uh, with his barbecue smoker. And he's going to be selling some food there. And then on Sunday, we have the In-N-Out truck coming where you can uh, grab your burger and, and support our, our great vendors as well. In-N-Out has a truck? <laughs> oh, we have a beautiful truck. truck. What? Oh, yeah. It's awesome. You can invite that thing to almost any of your events. Oh, I need that truck. We're going to do a remote. <laughs> Just to get the In-N-Out Just to get the truck. In-N-Out burger. Well, there cool, Sean. It'll be there on Sunday. I think that's very, very cool. And, and, and if, they want, if they want any more information, what's your website? So our website is ammobros.com, and there is a banner up right now on the website that gives you the basic information. Uh, also, if you follow us on our social media, uh, Instagram is at ammo underscore bros. Ammo bros um, social media has a lot of information on it. Also, Ammo Brothers Facebook has a lot of information. Uh, some of the top headlines for the event is there's going to be over $30,000 in raffle prizes. Wow. Uh, the mm-hmm. first 250 customers on Saturday are going to get a free gift bag. Wow. Uh, yeah, and there's going to be tons of stuff, up up to about $200 in gift bags, uh, you know, in each one. So, it's, you know, not everyone's going to get $200 worth of stuff, but there's going to be some optics in there uh, from both Vortex and Holosun. Uh, in those gift bags, there's going to be a lot of eyes and ears, not only from Ammo Brothers, but Smith & Wesson gave us a bunch of eyes and ears kits, you know, for safety for our customers. Like I said, we're going to have those on-stage seminars from industry professionals, Vendors are going to be doing giveaways in their booths. They're going to be giving out coupons, which you can use in the store. They're going to be doing individualized product training. Uh, Real Avid is going to be there teaching people how to, to take apart their firearms and clean them and care for them properly. Like I said, we're going to have over 50 manufacturers represented. And then there's going to be other information there, you know, CCWs. If you're interested in how to get your CCW, you can find that information out there. Uh, places to go shooting locally. Uh, and if you want to do long distance, that information is going to be there. And like I said, there's just a lot of really great prizes going to be had. That's cool, man. Hey, Sean, where are you located? Santa Ana, California. 
Okay. So right in the heart of OC, right so, off the 55 freeway, just north of the 405. Okay, so if you just put in Ammo Brothers. Ammo Bros. Ammo Bros, and they'll, you'll be able to you know get to your website and then hit the map, and the map will tell you like where you're at and how to get there. Yep, Ammo Bros, Santa Ana. If you'd like the address, it's 1554 Brook Hollow Drive. What are you what are you looking forward to most? In I'm looking out. forward to the food most personally. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Probably the barbecue, right? Absolutely. I I love me some good barbecue. Yeah, That's cool, you can son. always get in and out. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank everybody. Thank your whole crew. You guys are always so nice uh, and generous and supportive. So thank you. Um, and uh, thanks for inviting Orange County Gun Owners. I know that they're looking forward to it. They're going to have a booth there. And uh, that's awesome. Anything else that you want folks to know? Uh, I think that's about it. Like I said, it's just going to be it's a family-friendly environment. We're going to have a BB gun shooting gallery there, so there's going to be some fun on top of the education and on top of the prizes. Very cool. Can't ask for anything better than that. Yep. And, and on top of that, a big sale. There you go. That's the reason to go. Yep. And lots of reasons, but we wanted to make it more than just a sale. You Mike, know, it's, yeah. everybody has a sale. We wanted something different. Mike's coming for the brisket. <laughs> and then, but stay There for will the be in brisket. Come for the brisket, stay for the in and out. There you go. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot. It was awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Uh-huh. See you, Sean. We'll thanks, see you man. next weekend. You're going, aren't you? I'm going. Totally going. Of course you're going. Got four-wheel drive. I think, yeah. <laughs> you think I'll need it? Hey, Santa, Santa Ana. Santa Ana. <laughs> May not need it getting there, but getting out. Yeah, maybe getting out. <clears throat> I, uh. I think I am. I, I got to figure out which day, though. I think we had a couple things going on this ne- next weekend. Yeah, just a few. Well, you know, the thing of it is, if you're not innovative in what you do, then you're just going to be stagnant. Jeez. And you've got to do stuff like and, and people love things like this. He looked right at me when he said that. <laughs> oh, I have to look I at felt, somebody. It felt personal. I know you'll get over <laughs> it. I think that what they're doing is great. I love these uh, these vendor events. Mm-hmm. I think what he's doing is wonderful. I think it's really really cool. It's great that he's you know, throwing in. The education, too. It's not just... We should send Rich. Nice pool of advertisers, you know, those vendors. There you go. Send him up there with a handful of business cards and a placard. Yeah. And a, and a, and a donut and a bottle of anything. Help build go. your business. Come to Gun Owners Radio. <laughs> well, Orange County Gun Owners is going to be there, too. So they then they always promote Gun Owners. Uh, Orange County Gun Owners, and they'll always promote Gun Owners Radio. So yeah. That's awesome. So good, good, good. Well, cool. Well, this is going to be a, a great second hour. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Nathan Fletcher. Well, we are. I think we're going to. Where touch, is he? We're going to touch on it. Who cares? What rehabs he in? <laughs> Who cares? I want to send him some flowers. What we're going to do? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, training for women. We're going to talk to Ken Campbell. We're going to talk to Nina and Joe. We're going to do all, all right. kinds of cool stuff. Don't want to talk about. <laughs> you still Nathan. want to talk about Nathan? I wonder where he's at. I'm worried. I don't, know where he, I don't know where he's at, but I know where he can go. Ooh, let's hey. take a break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM Folks, hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96, 1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, is there a better tool than empowering a woman to defend against an attacker? No. That, that's 100 pounds bigger. 
That's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. A woman led by women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's free. To sign up, go to notmesd.org. The program is also available in Orange County and the Inland Empire. Get help today at notmesd.org. CCW training for women. Who's going to take care of Ken Campbell? That's Big Joe. So, Ken, do we have Ken? Are you here? Hey, free America calling. <laughs> Outstanding. Comrade Campbell, welcome to the People's Republic. So, uh, <laughs> Actually, I'm even farther east than that. I'm, I'm back in Indiana. I've been at the NRA annual meeting the last three days. And how was that this year? It, it was grand, uh, uh, grand for several reasons. Uh, Buzz Mills, gun sites owner, Sherry Legate, our uh, director of marketing, Sherry Campbell, my bride and purchasing agent for the store, and myself, we were all here. Tremendous crowds. Um, it, it was just a really good meeting. I'm not getting into any of the politics with NRA. It's got its own issues, but the people that are important, you, me, your listeners, the industry folks, they were all there in big attendance, well attended. Um, I was watching the local news last night, the dozen or so protesters across the street. Um, <laughs> um, but anyway, it was a great show. Well, that's great. That's good to hear, too. I, I like to hear it when, uh, when those kinds of things are successful nowadays. But the, um, what I wanted to, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, Nina and I were out at a gun site. And we missed you. I think you were out cruising the one week, and then you were at the, uh, the NRA conference the next week. But... Um, you know, we'd been out there and uh, wanted to talk to you about women and training at Gunsight because Nina, my wife, is, is fairly new to guns, and she did her uh, first PCC course out there last year, and it went so well that she signed up for the 250 course, which she just finished, you know, a week or so ago. And one of the reasons it went so well is just because of the, you know, the environment there, the Gunsight family and that whole experience, but the instructors were just so good and they're they're just so good at you know not only the technical training part of it but just making um, you know everybody there and particularly the women in the class and the ones that are maybe a little less experienced just really comfortable and it was just a great experience and uh, I wanted That's you to wonderful. talk a little bit about that about your instructors and the school and what you guys do for that. All right, we can do that. Um, for those that don't know, Gunsight's the world's oldest and largest privately owned firearms academy. We've been in business over 47 years, and we've always had women come to class, but it has changed greatly over these near five decades. It used to be it was unusual to have more than one woman in class, and now it's rare when they aren't darn near the majority in classes. Um, we also have some ladies-only classes. Some ladies just don't want to train with men, and we're, and we're good with that, and we'll do it that way. But we take care of them. It, it, when they leave, and I don't want to speak for your wife, but when they leave, I think they feel empowered because they are safe. They know how to handle the gun. They've been through live fire shoot houses twice. They've been through outdoor simulators twice. They've had uh, night shoots. Um, and it's not basic training. I mean, you know, Joe, we, we yelled at you and made you do push-ups, but you're different. Um, we if if you want us to push, have you push on Arizona, we can do that. But we don't need to. It's adult education. And when you're having fun, you're learning curve rockets. And, and that's what we do. Uh, and w when you got the best instructors in the world, 
Um, and it sounds real pompous or easy for me to say as a CEO, but come take a class at Gunsight and you'll see it's no brag, just fact. Well, Sam, the one thing too that I was thinking about when, when she first went out there, because she did a, um, you know, my wife is, is fairly new to guns and she did a women on target event out here at our club. And, um, she got to shoot a, a PCC, a little, a little carbine and she liked it so much. I thought, okay, cool. Let me, um, let me, I'll get her one for Christmas. And, uh, so I did, and she started shooting that. She was asking me, wow, does anybody have any classes on that? So I looked, and wow, Gunsight's <laughs> yes, we got do. one. Well, and, you know, yeah. I was she was real excited about it. I was a little hesitant because I'm thinking, okay, this could be either really good or really bad. You know, if you have five days, you know, shooting eight hours a day uh, for a new shooter, you know, I, I'm thinking it's either going to be really good for her or it's going to be so bad that it'll turn her off, uh, you know, to shooting altogether. And it turned out that it was just such a great experience that she got really into it. Joe, it's just like we told you or and everybody, that first class with Gunsight, it's just the gateway drug. Um, <laughs> you realize how much fun it is, how much you can learn, how good we do take care of you. We call it the epiphany. Uh, and you can't wait to come back. You're already planning before you leave, what wins my next class? Nina, how was your gateway drug? Oh, man, it was amazing. I have to tell you, Ken, that after the PCC course, I went on, I was waiting for the new calendar to come out day by day, watching for it. <laughs> and when it came out right away, we registered for the time when we could do that 250 class. And your instructors are amazing, not only because they're so expert, but they're patient, they're kind. But at the same time, safety above all. And so we were well-trained every moment. They watched us every moment to make sure we were safe. But I have to tell you, the amount of patience and the amount of individual mentoring that they were doing in addition, it was incredible. I mean, you could they could tell when they'd come up and say, okay, Nina, I, I can tell you're frustrated. Wait till this next one. We'll we'll walk aside over here and we'll talk about what you need to do. Um, and I'm very new to using a handgun, and I came back. I, I rented my gun for the um, for that week, That's which good. was a perfect thing That's to good. do. And then I came back and I went to our outdoor range, and I felt so much more confident. I felt like I understood more about what to do. So I I want to thank you, and your instructors were incredible. Well, thank you. Um, one of the great things about ladies in class is, for lack of a better term, they listen and do. Us guys, we know all there is to know about everything, right? We've got all this machismo. Um, shoot, with Joe, we, we had to cut a switch off the juniper tree and get him on the back of the calves. But ladies listen and do, and they take learning because of that open-minded attitude they have and and your learning curve rockets and it sounds like that's exactly what happened with you and the camaraderie with the group and the support from <laughs> expert shooters to us um, people who were new was fabulous and then the other thing was one of the folks that I was talking to had taken a day zero class with you and yes. that sounds incredible also Day zero, something new, and we came up with that here just very recently. We get, we're getting so many novice shooters now, much more than we used to. So as you learned on Monday, that moves along at a pretty good pace. 
So day zero is on Sunday, and we spend the full day. We only shoot about 50 rounds or so, maybe 100, but we spend the full, first full morning talking about holsters and belts and types of guns and nomenclature. And then that afternoon, we go out and, and we introduce you to shooting. Some have never shot on a firing line before, so they get introduced to that. So when Monday comes around, it, it doesn't seem like when we stick that fire hose of information up to the side of your head and open the bale, not as much of it squirts on through. More of it retains. So um, I'm glad you got that feedback uh, from her. And uh, we've added, we're working on the 2024 calendar, and we've added the day zero for almost preceding almost every 250 class. That's wonderful because I have to tell you, I've got my calendar ready to go for when that 2024 (laughs) calendar comes out. I'm watching. Well, it it should be, uh, good Lord willing, and the creeks don't rise, um, it should be around the 1st of July. Uh, No promises on that electronically uh, is when it'll be out. So uh, just just keep watching there because we can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much. So, yeah, and the other thing, you know, um, one of the other things, too, about not only are the instructors and everybody just so great there, but the, um, you know, gun people are just gun people. And uh, everybody's really friendly, and uh, you know we made some good friends out there, and um, actually a couple more that are uh, we're looking at the gas match now for the coming year because now oh, yeah. there's there's no reason Nina can't shoot the gas match, so I'm working that angle Absolutely. out here, and gas some other friends. Is, is gun Gunside alumni shoot. It's a big fundraiser for 501c3s. We do every year the first Saturday in October. Yeah, and it's just such a, you know, the thing I like about it, too, coming from out here from behind enemy lines, it's nice the way you you do all the ceremony, you know, um, you've got the color guard in the morning, Saturday morning. Um, Some of the things, you know, one of the most interesting things is the flag ceremony at the dinner at night. Um, I never knew that about the the 13 folds and the tradition. And uh, just extremely interesting. We'll be doing that again this year. Yeah, this last year, this was the Young Marines presented the colors for us, which was outstanding. And then Charlie McNeese and, and uh, Colonel F- Freddie Blish and Colonel uh, Joe, uh, oh gosh darn it, uh, former chief of police up in Ogden, Utah. Anyway, they do, they are, they're in their dress blues and, and they form the flag. There is a lot of reference. The table for the fallen is there, but uh, we have a great time and uh, it's wonderful people. Uh, you make lifelong friends in your classes at Gunsight. You really do. And actually, one of the women that Nina was in class with, we actually met this morning for breakfast, ended up talking for like, what, five hours we were there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she had the same experience. She was in your day zero class. And uh, again, I think I've got her on the hook for the uh, Gunsight Alumni uh, shoot as well this year. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I may have to put you on the marketing payroll. You may have to do that. Actually, <laughs> actually we have one of our uh, San Diego County gun owner board members is out there now and is going to be in the 250 class here this week. So you'll see Jeff oh, Malik well. out there if you get back in time. All right. I will. I, no, I'm, I'm back uh, Wednesday. Um, I'll be here. I'm staying here an extra day. This is where I was sheriff. So uh, this is old home week. Let's go. Here. Yeah. Ken, can you hang out for another uh, segment here? I, I'd love to. Okay, great. Let's take a break. We'll be right back with you. All right, folks, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, 
folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Never seen Bullet. I've never seen Bullet. It's okay. I've never seen Red Dawn. <laughs> so then. You and, I, you, and I, you, should, you and I should just have a slumber party. I know we should. We'll I watch got all, movies. I'm, we'll do each other's hair. We'll eat popcorn. Hey, I got all the movies, too. Spaghetti. I'm in. We'll have some spaghetti. Oh, God. I hey, had the best spaghetti. Uh, where did you have the best spaghetti? Never mind. No, where'd you have it? Another it's this Denny's? Italian place. It used to be called Moreno's down in PB, but yeah. they, someone just bought it a year ago. And, oh, my gosh, they had the best spaghetti and meatballs. Better than Denny's? Way better. Wow. Way better. They, they should, you should tell them. You should give them a compliment. Tell them. This is yeah. even better than Denny's. Put it in a nine, <laughs> put it no. in a nine by 12. I don't think that she would have taken that as a compliment. You don't think? No. Well, I wouldn't have told her until afterwards. <laughs> All right, hey folks, a lot of companies waste an enormous amount of money on marketing. The design looks good, the photos are great, your website looks great on your phone, but it's just not getting customers. Why? Because you don't have the words that make people buy. But now you can fix that with SageTree. SageTree can help you find the words that make it easy for your customer to understand what you do and how to buy from you. Stop wasting money today and schedule a call. Getting started is easy. Visit sagetree.com and click on the schedule an appointment button. That's sagetree.com and click on the schedule a call button now. Hey, Ken, um, I was wondering if I could ask you a question. Ask me too. They're free today. <laughs> so as an instructor, as someone who's uh, you know a professional instructor and has been around for uh, a, a long time and seen a lot of students. What's something, and I don't even know, maybe nothing, maybe there's no answer to this question, but is there something out there that's being taught or that is, you know, commonly taught that's wrong? Well, <laughs> is that a good question? Kind of a or, qu- yeah, or, it is. It, it is. It's hard to say. Here's my best answer in there there's no one answer. I tell, I'll tell the students that on Monday morning, we're not here to give you the answer. We're here to give you answers. So when, not if, when it happens to you, you've got all these tactical tools in the box. You can reach in there and find the one that's appropriate and make use of it. Now, there are some folks that training creds aren't as strong as what they could be, and, and they do teach some things that, that uh, I, I find are unsafe, and, and you can go on YouTube. You can see some of those things, ranging from one of the biggest, worst things I see people do is they take that novice shooter out. Joe, I take your wife out, and we put the big bore handgun in her hand as a novice shooter and have her shoot around in the big jumper recoil, and everybody laughs except her, and all we did was traumatize her and turn her, turn her away from shooting. Yeah, I, so, I don't understand that either. I see that a lot. I don't get It's not funny. I don't get it. It's not. You know, we're, our industry, Ben Franklin said it best, and he was speaking of, of the republic. If, if, we don't, if we don't hang together, we will certainly hang separately. Mm-hmm. Well, doing things like that just drives people away from what we do. When we get, I, I spoke of all those new gun owners in the day zero class. When we're doing that day zero we don't charge much for it because I, I don't want to. I, I got it's capitalism. I've got to make some money, but I don't want to drive people away. I want them to be as comfortable as they can and as strong as they can be. And I think this class will make their money better. So I don't want to scare them away. I want to bring them in. 
That's a good answer. I mean, there's a lot of uh, gray areas. There's a lot of, you know, preference. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, subjective, well, gee, I prefer this or I like that or this is, works better for me or whatever. Um, but I think that well, there's some, some things that are, you know, downright right or wrong too. Right. I think that's one of the wrong things. People get all wrapped around the axle on weaver stance, modified weaver, isosceles, and so on. How about just have a fighting stance? a balanced fighting stance and work with it. That's don't simpler is better. Don't make it overcomplicated. Don't try to teach 27 safety rules. Jeff Cooper came up with four. If you ingrain those four into your consciousness uh, and, and make them an everyday part of your life, your chances of having a negligent discharge that is a tra- tragedy is greatly reduced. Just simple things like that that you need to promote. If you've got 27 safety rules, most people aren't going to read them, and they certainly aren't going to retain them. There were, you know, when I was a kid, there was one. There was one safety rule, and it was treat every gun as if it's loaded, even if you know yeah. it's not. And the other ones were kind of implied, you know, like, you know, pointing yeah. a gun at somebody. Well, if you're treating a gun as if it's loaded, you're not going to point it at somebody. You know what I mean? The rest of them were just kind of you know, be a responsible person. Um, but I agree with you. There's four, the four safety rules, if you if you can just do that, if you can just teach somebody those four rules, you've had a, a successful session. If you break one, it's not going to be a good thing, but it's probably not going to be a tragedy. Break two, it's apt to be. So just keep those in mind and, you know, follow those. So, again, there's just some basic things, but I'm a big believer – believer in what Jeff Cooper did was distill things, the training techniques, the modern technique, the rules, distill them down to the simplest, easiest form. People will remember them, they'll retain them, and and they work. So, you know, just following up on that, too, on Michael's question, Ken, uh, because there's another thing that that I hear a lot that bugs me as a, uh, you know, as a concealed carry instructor, and Alicia's here in the studio. She teaches concealed carry classes here as well. And you'll get people, and I hear instructors do this, that, that cite this statistic that, well, most defensive firearms, you know, incidents happen, you know, within three yards and involve three shots in three seconds. And, you know, that, that may be true statistically, but I think what I've seen is there are some people um, that don't train beyond that because they think, well, I don't have to practice. I don't have to be able to hit anything at 15 yards or 20 yards because it's not going to happen. And, you know, it's like, well, what if your incident is not the statistically, you know, normal one at three yards? And um, ask that to the ask that to Eli in the Greenwood Park Mall in Indiana. Exactly. Ask that to uh, the gentleman, the gentleman in the church in Texas. I just I just talked to him again at, at the NRA show. Oh, Jack Wilson. Yeah. Jack Wilson. Thank you. Um, tell, tell me again how it's all going to be at three yards. Well, see, and that's it's what, not. yeah, and I think that's misleading for people. I, a friend of um, of ours, actually, that works with us was uh, shooting a match um, with me. You know, we were both the same match a couple of weeks ago, and you know, she was saying, "Well, I, I struggle with these long things because I don't, I don't shoot longer range. You know, this, we're talking ten yards, twelve yards at a target, and you know, it's like uh, it just it makes me cringe when instructors say that kind of stuff. You know, because it's not." I, I think it's it's a disservice, and it's funny you mentioned uh, the guy in the mall in um, in Indiana, because ever since that yeah. happened, uh, when I'm doing my RSO shifts at the range in the morning before anybody gets there, I I've figured out that on our range I could line it up diagonally where I can get a 40 yard shot, <laughs> and I'll practice. Yeah. I'll do a magazine. I'll just do 10 rounds 
um, just from 40 yards out, you know, at a silhouette target just to see. And, you know, I can consistently hit about eight out of 10. And uh, I never used to do that before, but I mean, you're, you're right. It's important. And, you know, people should train that way. And think of, think of the benefit of training that way and think of what, what, how, how much greater your skills are going to be at that three foot should you need it at that three foot, but you train. And, and if I level. start out at, if I start out at three feet or three yards with you, when we break contact, I want to create distance and I may need to keep shooting. If the threat is still exists, I may need to keep shooting as I'm creating that distance. So don't assume that just because it started at near contact, it's going to stay there. Well, and that's what, you know, and you'll hear John Correa say that kind of stuff too. The bad guy gets a vote, right? So if he pulls the gun out yeah. at 15 yards and starts shooting at you, then you could either wait until he gets yeah. closer or you could be able to shoot back. Right. You know, I, I, I know the, uh, the, the young man from Greenwood. I know his attorney very well. He, he and I, he's a gunsight grad, and uh, he and I have known each other. He was one of my constituents, actually. And being from here as a law enforcement officer, some of the cops, uh, that young man did a tremendous job, and he has had he has never had a real training class. You, you, so, you know, uh, it's, you know, you 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 brought that guy up. I don't even remember his name, and I was just thinking to myself, what a tragedy it is that that guy's not a national hero and a household name. And you know, uh, I mean, what an amazing job he did. It's, he, he's very private. Keeps to himself. I've spoken to him, um, but the city of Greenwood, Indiana, recognized him as the citizen of the year and uh where the event happened and the nra just recognized him with an award uh, this last weekend as well but he's very private he, he's a mechanic at a ford garage he's he's joe the plumber yeah that you, stepped up and did the right thing and saved countless lives and you were saying um uh ken that he doesn't have a lot of formal training as a gun guy he is he has never had a formal class wow that's that's impressive oh really that's if you see the picture of his pistol, he'd had a motorcycle crash, and the front sight, it was it's a stock Glock 19. The front sight was kind of chewed up, and the back sight was kind of chewed up, and he still got the hits. As Jeff Cooper said, it's the man, it's not the gun. <laughs> well, so I didn't, I didn't know that, actually. That's good. He was carrying the same gun I carry. Excellent. But um, I'm done training. I'm not going to train anymore after hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> not the way you're supposed to take that. Wait a minute, I want to interject here as a, uh, as a 250 grad. One of the other things I want to say is the drills that they had us do were amazing. So I have to tell you, Ken, at the outdoor range just this last week after getting back, I was practicing those drills. So Wonderful. you all kept saying, remember, this is a perishable skill. So uh, yes. those And it's those not a high round count drill. Say it's that again. It's not a high round count. It's not a high round count drill, so you aren't expending lots of ammo, but what you're doing is quality. Yes, absolutely. And I felt so much more confident. Thank you. No, thank you. That's Right there is the best advertising I can have in the whole world. So, yeah, that's, like I said, everybody that, uh, I mean, you know, I've taken classes up there. Now my wife has been there twice. We'll be coming back again uh, as soon as, well, we'll be back for gas match for sure. But um, hopefully we won't won't have the monsoon rain dump on us. 
<laughs> that was well you know what that was the best part for me because um you know i was shooting with a friend and we just by coincidence we finished just before that happened so we were back in the tent and one That's of the good. things um i really miss because i grew up in new jersey and we used to get thunderstorms every summer and i really miss those because we really don't get them out here in san diego so that was like icing on the cake for me to get to see a good <laughs> thunderstorm and a good downpour like that and to be watching it from the tent um, oh yeah, yeah, but you know we carried on. Well, we uh, improvised, adapt, overcome, and and uh, still had the great barbecue dinner and the, and the great prize table and and so on. It was it was uh, it's just a grand day when we have the, the gas match. All right, man. Hey, it's always good having you on. Take care, enjoy the show, and we'll talk to you down the road. All right, take care. Thanks, everybody. Thank All you, right, Dan. folks. Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96, AM 1178. The answer. A self-defense event happens in seconds, and in the time it takes to listen to the commercial, your life could change forever. I pray you're never forced to shoot in self-defense, but if you must, then you must be ready. That's why the USCCA exists, because every responsibly armed American should have the training and education to navigate a self-defense situation. And should you ever need it, the 24-7 critical response team is right there for you. To discover more about USCCA, visit uscca.com slash GUR. Act now because the life you save could be your own. uscca.com slash GOR. All right, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Stump My Nephew. Sam the Gunman is, of course, my nephew. And we found out a few years ago that he's extremely good with firearms trivia. So if you send us a question and we use it, you get a hat or a shirt, and if you stump my nephew, you get a special prize. So, this week's question is going to... First off, Sam, are you there? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We got Sam on the line? Panic, panic. Sam, the guy. Hey, how are you guys? There he is. Good, man. How are you? Not bad. So, we got a, uh, a, a former uh, principal to... Uh, <laughs> we flew her in and uh, just to ask this question. And uh, we figure if we're gonna if we're gonna quiz you, we better get a an, an academic professional in here to do it right. This is your life. Uh-oh. There you go. Yeah. So Nina, go for it. All right. So Sam, I have to tell you that I'm a big fan because I've listened to you for many years. So here we go. I'm re- I'm <laughs> I'm hoping you've got this. What gun manager? Who, who's it from? Who's it from? Okay. Yep. So That's thank okay. you to Kendra from Dallas. Thank you for this fabulous question. What gun manufacturer has the highest revenue? Kendra from Dallas. Thanks for writing in. Uh, what gun manufacturer has the highest revenue? And that's a tough one um, because a lot of uh, different brands are, are owned by the same holding company. Um, man, that, that is really a tough question. Part of me wants to say... Um, CZ group because they own Colt. So that would now be included. But I think, you know, what I, what I think I'm going to, I just want to give a little bit of hint that the, the answer in the data comes from 2022. If that helps. The answer in the data comes from 2022. That's good too. But the way they originally phrased the question, I don't know if this helps or hurts. What's the largest gun brand? The largest gun brand. Okay. So largest in terms of revenue. 
Um, so as I said, part of me wants to say CZ Group because they also own Colt. Um, another possible answer might be um, Remington, but they've been in and out of business, so I don't know what their revenue looks like right now. But the answer I think I'm going to go with, um, the answer I think I'm going to go with is Sig Sauer because they're in so many different segments of the market and they have so many active military and law enforcement contracts. Nina, read the answer. I like his logic, though. Okay, yeah. so it says, founded in 1816, Remington Outdoors takes the top spot with an annual revenue of $950 million in 2022. One of the first guns it produced was a flintlock rifle. Smith & Wesson and Beretta round up the top three. Pretty interesting. Talk about yeah, SIG, a, though. What, that was a good question. That was a good question. What, now, you said that, that SIG is in so many different uh, segments. What, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, they've been um, – uh, who first off, who, uh, who sent in the question again? That was Kendra from Dallas. Kendra from Dallas. Great question. You got me. Um, that, that was a really tough one. Um, uh, when I say SIG is expanding into different market segments, um, they – if if you ask someone, you know, 20, 30 years ago, um, they would probably say, oh, they make the P226, and then that person would struggle to, to come up with, with some other firearms. That's not to say they didn't make other firearms. It's just that that was their, their one that people really knew them for. But uh, they've, they've really been aggressively expanding into, uh, like, now they make machine guns. Now they're making a much wider variety of rifles. They just got a couple of uh, U.S. military contracts within the past five, six years or so. Um, they, uh, so they, they're, they're really trying to diversify their business and, and really provide anything a military or law enforcement customer around the world might need. It's, it's clever business. Well, I can't, what's, a, what's a Remington, what's a pretty standard pistol? If you're going to go buy a handgun maybe to carry or, or for home defense, what, what Remington are you going to buy? Uh, Remington has had a lot of trouble with its pistol line. They've had the 1911 R1, which is a 1911, uh, a line of 1911s, actually. And those were fine. Uh, there's nothing really special about them, but uh, it's it's got the Remington name, so you get um, Remington customer support for what that's worth. Um, they had a model called the R51 several years ago, but those were real lemons. Uh, so they, they discontinued production before... Uh, ultimately going out of business. So really the the R1 has been their mainstay in the pistol line, at which least. Is, which, which isn't that popular. But they do have the, you know, a Remington 700, a Remington 870, and then they have their, their AR, those three right there. And then they have a huge, uh, they're very well represented in the in the hunting. I, I can see that. I, I see, it's almost like a, you know, I can see the, the breadth of Remington taking them to, to, the, to the heights of... Uh, of revenue like that that makes sense there's also something i didn't even think of and and this now makes sense is uh there's the ammunition business yeah. which um i think they're now separate companies they were bought by by different companies when freedom group was broken up but uh if we're counting remington ammunition and, and remington arms together i can imagine that would be a huge number in terms of revenue freedom group is that freedom group man what what, what yeah. is what is freedom group what does that make what 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 what's involved in freedom group Freedom Group was a holding company that owned Remington and several other brands. 
Um, and they went into bankruptcy a couple of years ago, and all their assets were broken up and sold um, to to uh, different bidders. So like AAC, uh, it, for example, is now owned by the same parent company as Palmetto State Armory. Um, Remington proper was, was bought out by a different company, uh, I think an Italian group, um, and they're now back in production making shotguns and rifles again. Um, all, all sorts of other companies like that. Freedom Group was just a holding company that owned Remington. So if you, so if you thought that within the next three years, the assault weapons ban in California and other states were going to go away, the roster was going to go away, you know, the magazine bans are going to go away. If you thought all these things were going to happen in the next, let's say, three years, where would you, where, who, which, which company would you invest in? What would you, what would you buy stock in? Uh, me personally? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, personally, SIG, because of all the military and law enforcement contracts, I don't particularly like their products better than anyone else's, but um, they're they're really eyeing that contract money and not as much uh, civilian market sales. Well, but, but, um, but if we you, were just talking California... Well, let's, well but the, really the question is, who's going to benefit the most from these laws disappearing? I would say probably Smith and Wesson because they have long um, not not that they they don't uh, try to get police contract as well, but Smith and Wesson has a long history of of really leaning into the civilian market. And apart from shotguns, uh, which they don't sell well, they have one, but it's not good. Um, they they used to have more shotguns, but they have long guns and and handguns for uh, for almost any possible use case in the civilian market um, especially stuff that's banned in California right now interesting all right what was your uh, what was last week's article on uh, last week's blog post was on the topic of um, yeah crap you know guns. I did it again he did it again that's that's good yeah, Sam wah, I did wah, exactly wah. the same stuff he would ask me those questions and it's oh what did I write what did I write <laughs> I know I did <laughs> I gotta tell you that would be an interesting article for for either of you to write is uh who do you think is gonna benefit most from you know which company is gonna benefit most from you know the assault weapons ban disappearing the roster disappearing all these guns uh, all these anti-gun laws disappearing. Who who do you think will benefit? We know, most? and be I would analysis. I would look at it more from the the handgun manufacturers because yeah. I mean that's what people buy a lot of, and that's what like all the Glock Gen fours, Gen fives, the Sig, the P two twenty six. Is that one uh, mm -hmm. P? What's one thing? The three sixty five is not on the roster out here. So so the oh top, yeah, that's that's a big one. So right the top there. three states. If you look at amount of guns registered, top three states are. Texas, Florida, and the number three is California. So California, all those guns, basically you're opening up. So we're, we we have you know the third highest number of guns owned, you, you know, you, by by that measure, and every single gun owner in California will suddenly become a customer again because everything will open up. Everybody that has a Gen three Glock now wants a Gen five Glock. Every, all this stuff, you know, the the Hellcat, the Sig, what is it, three sixty five, the 
We've been stifled for so long. We're gonna go buy one of everything. Yeah. So you know what I mean? <laughs> Just because we can. We're, and what? What's California? The seventh biggest economy in the U.S. or whatever? I mean, there's all these indicators that if this thing opens up, and you know, Massachusetts, Illinois, not exactly small markets, but. California is enormous, and if we get rid of all these bans, I just think it'll be really interesting to see uh, who benefits. What so you're going to go buy stock? Well, maybe I should. Sure. I can't. But, you, but you there's to be only a banker. I, well, that's true. There's all. There's only a couple of publicly traded uh, firearm stocks out there, though. Like right. you can't buy stock in Glock. Cause right. Ruger and Smith and Wesson. I know uh, Ruger and Smith and Wesson. You can invest in, but I don't know about others. Right. By the way, go. Sam. Yes. Your blog. Why don't we have smart guns? It was guns? about smart guns. I just looked it up. <laughs> See, I was, I was vamping for you. So there you, you go. There. All right, you want to touch on that real quick? We only have like 10 or maybe 15. Yeah. Yeah. We got no time. <laughs> but well, now that you remembered it, Gave we'll talk about it next week. Gave him a teaser and we have to go online. All right, folks. Hey, thanks a lot, Sam. Subscribe to our show. Give us a five star. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. Help our sponsors out. Thank them a lot. San Diego County Gun Owners. Orange County Gun Owners, Inland Empire Gun Owners, the Dillon Law Group, Sage Tree, San Diego Flight Train, International U.S. Concealed Carry Association. Big shout out to Michael Schwartz, Alicia Curtin, Sam the Gunman, Brendan Thomas, and our two special guests, Joe and Nina. Don't touch that dial, Michael. Or, uh, somebody. somebody. Bob Siegel is in the house, and he's got a great show lined up for you as well. Don't forget. Join our radio show. It's easy right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.